Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, man, I'm excited about preaching this first Sunday of the new year. Uh, Going into this new season, just trusting God for some new things. And again, I ask you, how many of you are thankful that we're going into a new year, new season, just trusting the blessings of God to continue to flow in our lives and I want to again wish all of you a happy new year I do praise God for this new season this new next season I'm looking forward to all God has in store for 2024 I'm looking forward to the the souls that are going to be saved the lives that are going to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit working in their life I'm looking forward to opportunities for us to be able to serve the suffering in our community and share life together so we can grow spiritually. I'm looking forward to this new year. And as we start off this new year, um, I felt led by the Lord going into this new year, uh, preaching to you a series that I'm calling, As For Me and My House. As For Me and My House. Can you say that on the count of three? One, two, three. As for me and my house. That's a, a, a famous declaration that we find recorded in the scriptures in the Old Testament under Joshua 24:15. This declaration was made by Joshua. Joshua in the Bible, if you know anything about the Old Testament, Joshua was a, was a great leader. He followed probably the greatest leader of the Old Testament, and that was Moses. He followed Moses. We read in the scriptures that Moses, he led God's people out of Egypt, and he led God's people up to the promised land. Don't miss that. He led them out of Egypt, and he led them up to the promised land. And then Joshua took over leadership, and Joshua led God's people into the promised land. Moses led them up to it and Joshua led them into it. And when God's people moved into the promised land, they were, they were conquering cities as they went through the land, but something happens along the way. You can read it there in Joshua. Something happens along the way and, and they get the, God's people, they get discouraged and the discouragement leads to them being distracted. I mean, you know, that can happen easily. So they become discouraged and distracted. And and then when they become discouraged and distracted, uh, they began to doubt themselves and really doubt more than anything, doubt God. And they doubted, they began to doubt if, uh, if God had really promised them that land. And they began to have questions and uh, the distractions, the, the, the discouragement, the doubts of God's promises about this land that they were moving through. And they're in a, they're in a bad place. And Joshua calls the people together. Joshua calls the people together and he makes this famous and powerful declaration in Joshua 24, 15. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Uh, Joshua 24, 15. 
I'll have it on the screen. I'm going to be going through some different verses here. But this is what Joshua, he calls the people together. And this is what Joshua has to say to God's people. They're, they're distracted, they're discouraged, and they're doubting God. And, and they have slowed up spiritually from leaning on the Lord and looking to the Lord. And Joshua says to them here in verse 15, he says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now that's a powerful, powerful declaration. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what Joshua was saying to them in, these, in this verse here? Joshua was, was telling them, you need to make a choice today to stop looking back and stop looking around and just keep looking up to the Lord because he's going to be the one to guide us and lead us. That's a good word for this new year. Stop looking back, stop looking around, and keep looking up to Jesus. And let him lead you and guide you. And that's what Joshua was saying. You know what Joshua, Joshua was saying? He says, choose this day. You got to make a choice today. Either you're, gonna, you're either with the Lord or you're against the Lord. You must choose whom you're going to serve and follow in this life. Let me ask you this morning. Who will you serve and follow in this life? Are you going to follow Jesus or are you going to follow the world? And that's what Joshua was saying. Make a choice today whom you're going to follow. Will it be Jesus or this world? But Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. That would be a great declaration for you to declare as you walk into this new season for yourself and for your family that for you and your family, you're going to serve the Lord. Listen, I tell my boys, I don't have to say it as much now as I used to, but I don't mind reminding them I can't help what the neighbor's house does and I can't help what the church house down the road does and I don't care what the White House does but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. We're going to serve the Lord and that's why church, we have to be careful not to allow ourselves to be distracted as we go into this new season. We have to make a decision. Please hear me. Don't allow the devil to distract you as you walk into this new next season for your life. You have to make a decision that you're going to be dedicated and determined that is for you and your house. You're going to serve the Lord. I can't, I can't help what the culture does. I can't help what the world around us does. But we can't help what our house does. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's why over the next few weeks, I feel like the Lord wants to speak to us about some spiritual disciplines that we need to carry out if we're going to make that declaration, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so on this first Sunday of 2024, of as for me and my house, we're going to declare that we will seek God through prayer and fasting. We're, we're going to, as for me and my house, come on church, as for me and my house, we're making a declaration on this first Sunday that we're going to seek God 
We're going to seek him more and more through prayer and fasting. That's why today, starting at sundown, we, we kick off 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm calling every one of you in this church, even if this is not, uh, maybe you're watching on a live stream and this is not your church or you just tune in at times. Listen, I don't care who you are. If you're connected with this church, I'm calling you to join us for the next 21 days in prayer and fasting. And it starts today at sundown. And we're going to make a declaration right now that as for me in my house, we're going to pray and fast for the next 21 days. Hello? Okay. Just making sure you're still here. How many of you have ever felt like this before? And, and I've heard many of you share this with me over the last few weeks that you, you feel like that God has more for you spiritually. How many of you feel like that in your life? You, you, you feel like God has something more for you spiritually. You know there's a place in your life where you can keep growing and going more and more and deeper and deeper with Jesus Christ. And you want more. You want more of the Lord and you want him to have more of you. The pathway to having more of God and him having more of you, I believe the pathway to that is, the, is prayer and fasting. Through prayer and fasting. What we do through prayer and fasting is the key to receiving more of the presence of God in our life and more of the, of the uh, glory of God and the power of God and the miracles of God in our life. That's why the devil does everything he can to fight your prayer life. You ever wondered why you get so distracted and he keeps you so busy to keep you out of your prayer closet or to keep you from coming and praying together with your church family? Because he knows there's power in prayer and fasting. He knows that. The devil knows that powerful things happen when we, when we come together and when we pray and fast. And, and listen, he knows that when the church rallies together in the bond of peace and unity, praying and fasting, he already knows that we're going to experience the, the presence and the power of God. He knows that we're going to be more sensitive to the voice of God. He knows that miracles are going to happen. He knows that strongholds are going to be broken. He knows that spiritual growth is going to happen. He knows that revival is going to come to our heart. And that's why he's going to try to discourage you and distract you as much as he can. But our God is stronger. So as for me and my house... We will pray and fast because we know that prayer and fasting draws us near to God. And the Bible says when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. Prayer and fasting will humble us to depend on the Lord more and more. Prayer and fasting will open the door to walk in the will of God for your life. Prayer and fasting uh, opens our ears to hear the Lord's voice, to have wisdom for every decision we have to make. Prayer and fasting releases the protection and provision of God. Prayer and fasting leads to breakthroughs and, and, and bondages coming off and strongholds coming down. As for me and my house, we're going to seek the Lord in 2024 through prayer and fasting. As for Mount Olive First PH, as for this house, we're going to seek the Lord through 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, I had some people asking me some questions over this past week about fasting. fasting. Fasting means abstaining from food. And fasting, I love what Jensen Franklin said one time. I will never forget it. He says, fasting is refusing food so we can feast on Jesus. Come on, that's a good word right there. 
Fasting is not a diet. You're not going on a diet at sundown today. You may need to go on a diet, but Lord, help me, Jesus. I know I need to go on one. I'm sweating out chocolate-covered peanuts right now. I was trying to get everything I could in last night. Lord, help the pastor. Pray for him. Fasting is refraining from food, abstaining from food so we can feast on Jesus. So when you fast food, when you fast away and abstain from food, what you're doing is you're creating a place where you would normally sit down and have a meal, but instead of having that meal, you're going to spend that time uh, feasting on Jesus, praying to him, calling on him, in the word of God, taking time to meditate on the word of God, just being there in the presence of God, giving God worship and giving him praise, drawing near to God in those times you wouldn't normally draw near so he can draw near to you. Fasting is feasting on Jesus. And I would just encourage you this morning, some of you want to know what kind of fast. We do. Uh, normally I would do a Daniel fast and stay away from meats and uh, sweets and just drink water and vegetables and fruit pretty much is all I would do for the next 21 days. But here's what I would tell you. Ask God how he wants you to fast for the next 21 days. And let me just say this. Whatever you fast and however you fast, I can promise you this. God is going to show up and God is going to move in a powerful way. So you let the Lord lead you on these next 21 days. Did you know that Jesus fasted and prayed? In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 4, the Lord kind of just showed me this here when I was thinking and praying about this message here and that Jesus, before he launched out into his earthly ministry, he went into the wilderness for a time of, of, of prayer and fasting. The Bible says that he prayed and fasted, what? 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says he was hungry. He was hungry. You know who else showed up in the wilderness while he was praying and fasting to try to distract him? Satan. Because he knows, Satan knows there's power in prayer and fasting. And Jesus, he knows there's power in prayer and fasting. And that's why he refers to a great illustration of that power found in the Gospel of Mark. When, when we read about a father who brings his demon-possessed son to, to the disciples of Jesus and they couldn't heal him. They couldn't heal him. And Jesus comes down the mountain of transfiguration. And when he comes down, he hears the plea of this father's heart about his son who was demon-possessed. And Jesus takes that boy. He delivers him from that demon. And he gives him back to that daddy. And the disciples have all these questions on why, why weren't we not able to, to perform this healing? Why weren't we able to cast out this, this de uh, demon? And Jesus says, these things come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Let me read to you here, Mark 9, 21 through 29. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he's thrown the devil or the demon has thrown both uh, the boy into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, you imagine talking to Jesus. Jesus, if if you can do anything he says if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us and Jesus said to him if you can, I tell you what if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes 
And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Jesus is teaching us right here, church, that there's some things only prayer and fasting can accomplish. He's teaching us that we can, we can mix together prayer and fasting, and when we do, powerful things are going to happen. So I want to just tell you a few things here this morning. I feel we can pull from these scriptures that as for me and my house, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to pray and fast with passion. We're going to pray and fast with passion. It's not going to be a passion that you try to muster up. It's going to be a, a passion the Holy Spirit gives you to keep pressing on and praying for the next 21 days. This father, it says, he cried out with tears. He pleaded with tears of passion because he needed a miracle. He needed a breakthrough. This father, he needed divine intervention. And some of you are facing the same situations in your family today. You're here this morning, and, and you need a miracle. You, you need a breakthrough. You need God to do divine intervention in your family like never before. And you know what? The Bible says we need to be passionate in praying and seeking God. And you need to be passionate to see the hand of God move in your family. You need to be passionate to pray and fast for the next 21 days because you need divine intervention. You need a miracle in your life. You need a breakthrough. In your life and I pray there would be a fresh passion in every heart and soul here that you wouldn't give up you would press on you would pray without ceasing you would call on the Lord and you when you get weak and you get desperate you get on your knees and say Lord I'm believing you I'm believing you for the miracle I'm believing you for intervention right now Lord I need Lord I'm a, a passion a passion to pray a passion to see God turn things around. I'm not going to allow my mind to be distracted. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to doubt. There's going to be a passion. I'm going to see you move, Lord. I'm going to see you move in my family. That situation that I've been praying for. The breakthrough that we've been waiting for, Lord. I'm trusting you for it. God, give this church passion to pray. Make us a Make us a praying church full of passionate prayer warriors. Come on, church. That we would have a zeal and a fervency to want to gather together and grab the hand of a brother or sister that, that maybe they have been distracted. Maybe they are discouraged. But we grab them by the hand and say, brother, sister, God's put a passion in me to pray over you and I'm believing for a miracle. And I'm going to see it in the name of Jesus. God, help us not to lose our passion. Not to lose our passion for Jesus. Not to lose our passion to talk to him in prayer, to listen to him in prayer, and to believe him in prayer. Lord, have mercy. I could have turned this first message into a series. <clears throat> As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to pray and fast.
seeking God with passion. As for me and my house, we're going to pray and fast because prayer and fasting changes things. Things change. Jesus said to the Father, if you can believe, then all things are possible to him who believes. And then the Bible says that Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. He commanded it to come out of the boy. The spirit came out, convulsed him greatly. He came out of him, and, and, and he was there dead. They thought he was dead. And then Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Friend, that just tells me right there that Jesus can change things. It may look one way to the people around you, and it may look one way to you. But friend, with Jesus, he can change things. He can change things. And Jesus shows up that, that prayer and fasting will open the door to the impossible. Prayer and fasting will open the door to the supernatural. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Friend, hear me this morning. Some of you walked in and you came out of 2023 and you're going into 2024 and you're still carrying that same hurt, that same burden, that same pain. You're, you're believing God for the breakthrough. Friend, listen, let this new year remind you that if you pray and fast and seek God, he can change it. He can change it. Come on. He can turn it around. Jesus can turn it around. He can turn it around. We need to believe the Lord's going to change. Church, we need to believe that in 2024, the Lord's going to change some things. We need to believe that the Lord, through prayer and fasting, is going to, he's going to change our impossible circumstances. We need to believe the Lord, through prayer and fasting, that he's going to change us. We need to believe through prayer and fasting that the Lord's going to change our community. We need to believe through prayer and fasting he's going to change this nation. God, I say, do it, Lord. For your glory, for your glory. Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. And I believe that we're going to see the Lord do the impossible as we pray and fast. You may not see it through the next 21 days, but friend, I believe that through those, that season of prayer and fasting in those 21 days is going to be the ground where things are going to be planted, where we're going to see God do great things all the way through this next year. Let it be, Lord. This father was passionate to see Jesus change the situation that seemed to be impossible. And I thought about it, man. The testimonies that are in this house today of people who need God to change something right now. You're passionate to see Jesus change some things. Some of you need to be praying and fasting that Jesus will change you. I know that's one of my prayers. Jesus changed some things in me. Whatever's not pleasing unto you, God, purge it out of me. Show me, reveal it to me, God. Help me to look more and reflect you more and more in my life. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you're praying in this upcoming year that Jesus will change somebody in your life. Maybe there's a loved one, a spouse, a son or a daughter, a friend that you're praying for that, that God would get a hold of them and change them. Anybody wave at me. You, you're praying and believing God to do that for somebody. Maybe you need to pray Jesus to change a report that you've been given by the doctor. Maybe you need to pray that Jesus to change a relationship that, that's going on around you and your family or, or with your friends. Maybe you need to pray that Jesus to change a situation that you're in. You might be looking at things that seem impossible, but Jesus can change it. He can change it. Can I remind you that when you get a report from the doctor that seems impossible, that Jesus can change it? 
because he is the Lord, our healer. He's the great physician. Can I remind you when you don't know what to do next, Jesus can change that because he is our wonderful counselor that gives us wisdom. If you don't see a way forward, he can change it because he's the way maker. Hallelujah. Can I remind you that if you're fighting all of hell right now, maybe you were fighting when you left last year and now you're fighting going into the new year. You're fighting all of hell. Can I remind you this morning that Jesus is stronger. He's our champion. He's our victorious warrior. He is undefeated. Hallelujah. He's fighting your battle. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory through the work of the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm preaching to myself. As for me and my house, we will pray and fast because Jesus can change things. I'm going to finish up here as the Lord leads us. And as for me and my house, we will pray and fast because it will reveal the glory of God. Man, that's what we want more than anything, right? That, that Jesus be glorified, that his glory be revealed here in this church, that God's glory be revealed outside these walls in this community, that God's glory be revealed in this state, God's glory be revealed over this nation, God's glory be revealed over this earth. Come on, church, you think that a church our size can come together in faith and pray for the next 21 days and we can see the glory of God revealed not only here but all over the world. Hallelujah. Let it be so, God. Believe in you for the impossible. Praying and fasting will be life transformation that will bring glory to God. Think about this situation here. This daddy, this father was praying for his son. Oh, daddies, pray for your boys. And the testimony changed from the impossible to the possible. Their troubles turned into a testimony that brought glory to God. And I believe that as we keep walking forward into this uh, promised land, keep walking forward into this new season, there's going to be testimonies over the next 21 days that it will bring glory to God. Glory to God. I believe we'll see more of the glory of God. God, more of your glory in our services. More of your glory, God, in our community. More of your glory, God. It's your, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Because his kingdom is one of glory and power. And Jesus has the power and the glory to do far above what we could ever ask or imagine. Some of you... Some of you need to see the glory of God move in a new way in your life. Some of you are trying to live on the glory and the glory days of years ago. How many, hey, God's got something new for you. Stop looking back. Stop looking around. Keep looking up. The Lord's got more for you. Don't write yourself off. Well, uh, back now, 19, back whatever. I don't care. Today's a new day. God's glory wants to be revealed in you and through you. More of the glory of God. More of the glory of God. Do it in me, God. More of your glory, God. Being revealed through me for your namesake, God. Some of you need help. Some of you need hope. Some of you need a fresh encounter. Some of you need strongholds broken off your life. Whatever you need, think about this verse right here. God's kingdom is one of glory and power. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your needs 
according to the riches of his glory. Come on, say it. Glory. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So whatever your situation, I believe that over these next few days, next several weeks, prayer and fasting is going to change it all for the glory of God. It's, there's going to be, listen, there's going to be some things that God's going to do. And nobody, it's going to be so amazing that nobody else can be able to take credit for it. It's only, you, your only testimony be, only God could do this. Only God could do this. Well, you tell me how it happened. You explain to me. I can't explain it to you. It's all because of God's glory working. He did it. He did it. As for me and my house, we will pray and fast because it's going to reveal the glory of God. Oh, man, I, come on. I, as a pastor, I want the glory of God revealed in this church, but as a father and a husband, I want the glory of God revealed right there in my house, right there in Clipso, North Carolina. I, I want the glory of God revealed. I want my, wherever I'm at, my wife said at schoolhouse at Southern Wayne. I want the glory of God in the schoolhouse at Southern Wayne. I want the glory of God in the schoolhouse at Carver. The glory of God at the schoolhouse at North Duplin. God, let it be so. Your glory, God, all over this place. Started in me, started in you. His kingdom is one of glory and power. Lord, have mercy. Thank God when we get to heaven, there won't be any more clocks. I'm going as hard as I can go, I promise you. Isaiah 58, 9. Isaiah 58 is a very powerful verse or chapter there, really. You need to read it. It's about fasting. I encourage you. That's your homework right there. How about it? Isaiah 58, mark it, read it. I'm going to explain more about it probably on Wednesday night. Isaiah 58, 9 says, Then when you call, the Lord will answer. The Lord will answer. He says, You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. <laughs> oh, a passionate cry, a passionate plea. And the Lord says, You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. That's right. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord will answer. Some of you have been praying for a lost loved one. Can I tell you right now, the Lord will answer, and that loved one's going to be saved all for the glory of God. Some of you are here today, and you've been praying for that loved one that's in bondage, that's in addiction, to be delivered and set free and to have a new life. Can I declare over you today that through these next 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're going to trust God to deliver them all for his glory, all for the glory of God. We're going to pray. Some of you need healing in your body right now. We're going to trust that the Lord will answer. The Lord will answer all for his glory. You, some of you have been praying to conceive a child. I declare right now, you shall cry and he will say, here I am and the Lord will answer the Lord will answer in the name of Jesus all for the glory of God Lord do it God praise the Lord I know some of you and you've been praying for years and I know there's things I've been praying for and reminded of uh, the perseverance of prayer I'm sure this father had been praying for his son for years. In fact, Jesus said, how, how long has he been like this? He said, from childhood. So there, there had been a time there. And so you know this father had been praying for his son for years. 
and, and the Lord is about to answer and do something that only he can do and it's going to happen all for his glory all for his glory let me ask you this morning before we close brother if you want to come on what, what, do, you, what do you need God to do in your life well, what's the purpose behind you going into 21 days of prayer and fasting? Please don't tell me so I can hopefully lose some pounds. This is a spiritual work. This is about a sacrifice to draw nearer and closer to God so you can grow spiritually. What is, the, what is it that you need God to do in you and through you over these next 21 days? My family and I, we, we met last night. It's funny, we met over a meal while we were talking about prayer and fasting. You get it in when you can. The only time I can get my boys to meet up, all of us together, food has to be involved. But we all listed some purposes. Man, when you hear your 20-year-old and your 16-year-old start listing some spiritual things that they're seeking God for, that'll bless your heart. As a dad and as a husband, to be able to share those things and what I feel like God is calling me and a purpose for me over these next 21 days, to be able to share that with my family and to hear them embrace it. That means the world. What do, you, what do you need God to do in you? Not necessarily what do you need God to do for you. But let's start what he needs to do in you. And I want to remind you something here, and I've said this many a time. And I'm saying it through my own experiences and through the experiences of some great mentors in my life. You have your list, but God has his list. And you have your timeline, and God has his timeline. You know, I was reminded, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, talking about the glory of God being revealed, we have our timeline, God has his timeline. I sent out a message a few weeks ago to the members in this church through a video to let you know that God opened up a door that we had been praying for since 2016. If you were a member, you should have got that video message. And that's that the, the land behind us here, all the way to my right over here, the McKee Oil Company, which is known as the Price Property, which was not for sale, but God opened up the door for us to be able to purchase this land. In fact, we're about to close on that land in probably maybe two weeks from tomorrow, hopefully. Praise God. Listen. Mm. Thank you. A step of faith. But then I was reminded as we look back into 2016, my sister, Miss Ann Letchworth, sent me a message and showed me the prayer list that we had going on in 2016. 21 days of prayer and fasting. And on that list was the price property, the McKee Oil Company property, that God would open up a door for us to be able to purchase that land so we could keep moving forward all for the glory of God. And God did it. God did it. God has done it. He did it. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to really move some things forward for us. But my point is, that was in 2016. God has, we have our timeline and God has his timeline. Don't you quit praying. You keep seeking the Lord and be ready. Be ready. Listen to me, church. Be ready to share your story and give God all the glory. Give him all the glory. You're going to have testimonies like that right now. You're going to have testimonies as you go into this new year. Let me tell you what God has done. Let me tell you what he's done. I give him all the glory. But starting off this new year, the very first thing that you need to do before you ever even move into a time of prayer and fasting, if you're here this morning and you're lost and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the first Sunday of the year can be a new beginning for you. Our God is a God of new beginnings. He's a God of fresh starts. You might have walked in here this morning. You might be watching through the live stream and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never received him to be your Lord and Savior. Friend, today can be the day of salvation for you. It can be a new beginning. You can be, listen, you can be born again spiritually. You can have an everlasting, eternal life with Jesus Christ in a place called heaven. He can, listen, I gave my testimony Thursday night at Celebrate Recovery and I talked about the, the, the day that I was in my living room floor across the road over here and I got on my knees and, and the greatest man of God, one of the greatest men of God I've ever known in my life, Pastor Doug Bartlett, led me to the Lord. And it was in April of 2002. And in April of 2002, when, when, when I got on my knees and surrendered my life to Jesus, listen, it won't pretty. There was tears. I, I, I promise you there was probably some, some snot. I don't know what. I'm just telling you right now. It, it got messy. It got messy. But you know what? I got up, and it was a new beginning. It was a new start. And, and Jesus saved me. He forgave me of my sins. He's not a respecter of people. He, he can do it for you. If he can do something new in me, he can do it in you. And it all starts, listen, the altar, we say come to the altar. The altar is the cross. The price was paid on the cross through Calvary. He shed his blood for you and for me so our sins could be forgiven. We have to, by faith, repent of our sins and trust in the Lord and what he did on the cross. He, he died. He was buried. He was raised back to life. The word of God says that he is alive. He's a living Lord. And because he lives, we can live forever too. Come on, hallelujah. Would you bow your heads? Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Just, just pray, please. Christians, pray. Oh, God, speak to the hearts of anyone here that has, God, never made a decision for you or maybe they've just kind of, maybe they've drifted away and they've backslidden and they need to come home. Come home, come home. Yes. Come home to Jesus today. Oh, be saved. Be set free. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Nobody looking around. I'm just asking you very reverently and with all the love out of my heart. If you're here this morning and you know that you need to get saved, you need to, you, you need to make the decision today to say that as for me, as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm ready to respond I'm ready to respond to what Jesus did for me on the cross he died for me he was my substitute he's the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world
I can never work and be good enough and be great enough. It's only through faith in Jesus. And I'm ready right now to receive him, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. And I'm ready to turn from sin and turn to Christ to be my living Lord and to know that heaven is in my future. Friend, if you're here this morning and you're ready to respond, to receive Jesus Christ, to save you and to forgive you of your sins, nobody looking around, I want you to raise your hand real high where I can see it right now. Would you please obey the Lord? Would you obey the Lord? Just If there's one person, be bold enough, God bless you. If there's one person that maybe needs to make a rededication right now, maybe you need to make a recommitment to the Lord, you've drifted away, whatever the reason may be, but you're ready to respond today. This, new, this first Sunday, come on. I'm here and I'm ready to respond. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. This is about your soul. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. Right there where you are, you can just pray. Jesus, today I repent of my sin. I turn from sin. I turn to you, Jesus, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I thank you for what you did for me on the cross. I deserved it, but Jesus, you you were crucified in my place. You, you, were, you died and you were buried. But God, I thank you that you were, your son Jesus was raised from the dead and he's alive. And right now, my faith is in him. I trust him now to be my Savior, to be my Lord. And I commit my life to him from this day forward to walk with him, to, to, to be with him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people together with these ones that pray, said amen.